0: Is there a club called Club Sandwich in Sandwich in Kent?
1: That's to be this, has to be this. Is there a good-looking young man who I don't resent? Be this, be this. Helen and Ollie, has to be this. Hello to listeners in Toronto, Canada, and also uh, Tiny Toronto, as we christened it, uh, in England last week. Uh, but, Helen, we've had an email from Austin, who is in another Toronto. He is from Toronto, Kansas. Huh? Yeah, I know. Uh he says we have a population of around 100 people. So it's probably okay that we have neither of us heard of this place. Yeah,
0: okay. Uh to be honest, I don't know that many towns in Kansas generally.
1: No, that's true. I'm not sure I do either. Kansas City isn't even in Kansas, is it?
0: Yeah, it's on the border, isn't it with Missouri.
1: So you could go into Kansas City in Missouri and you could literally say we're not in Kansas anymore.
0: You could. It's like you could go to Warwick University and go we're not in Warwickshire anymore. Yeah. Particularly near Warwick, but yeah. you wouldn't no, because it's, it's not, really not a quote. reference
1: to an iconic film, is it? So it would be, be Not different.
0: yet, but let's see what Shane Meadows can come up with.
1: <laughs> uh, here's a question from Red from Cardiff, who says, Umbrella is a funny word. It's so true. It's not that funny, is it?
0: Well, it's not laugh it's out not loud boobies. funny. It's <laughs> not
1: <laughs> um, It's not flange. It's um, <laughs> so not a, pop. No. <laughs> pop is a funny word. There's no, no word like umbrella, is there?
0: That? Umbrella. That's how my niece used to pronounce it when she'd only just learnt to talk. For some Ooh. reason, with a bit of a Spanish... Lilt on the L Oh
1: well I'm intrigued To know whether it has A Spanish origin Because he says Helen answer me this Where does the word Umbrella come from
0: Assuming red is male So hard to
1: know I was assuming that I was thinking of um, red In the Shawshank Redemption <laughs> But you're right There L- could be a female Do you red you Morgan Freeman No Right uh, Red says Was it invented By a man or a woman Called Mr or Mrs Umbrella
0: Or Miss Umbrella Or Ms Umbrella or Dr. Umbrella. Dr. Umbrella,
1: yeah, plus, plus umbrella. Uh,
0: No, it wasn't. It's from the Latin word umbra, which meant shade, because umbrellas cast oh. shade as well
1: as keep the rain off. As demonstrated by Michael Jackson when he used to walk around with Rabbi Shmuley Botiak and Uri Geller. Yeah, what
0: happened to yeah. Rabbi Shmuley I thought Botiak? You could,
1: what happened to Michael Jackson? He's <laughs> <laughs> been quiet for the last three <laughs> and, really and a half big. years. really big, do you remember? He used to be really famous. What
0: happened to that of shows he was going to do
1: at the O2. So no, what happened to who? Shmooley Botiak? Yeah. yeah. He's disappeared back into his hovel hasn't he? <laughs> Waiting to find another celebrity to leech on It's Will from Amersham. Uh, Hello and It's my birthday in about a couple of weeks and I'm turning 18 and I'm meant to go and see my brother at Bristol University. The only day I can go up is the day before I turn 18 and we're planning to go out uh, that evening. So answer me this. Will the clubs let me in at, say, 11 o'clock or do they have to abide by the law and not let me in?
0: Even if you're not, it's your last time of being rejected from somewhere for being under 18, yeah. so enjoy it. It's
1: tinted with its own kind of nostalgia, that, isn't it?
0: Never really happened to me because I never tried to get into clubs.
1: It's, it's funny, like the moment I had to stop remembering my fake birthday from 1979, <laughs> uh, it was the moment no one ever asked me for my real birthday. Do you
0: ever still celebrate your fake birthday?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? I think you give off some sort of weird body language when you're lying to get into a nightclub or a bar, but actually when you are old enough and entitled to be there, you're fine. I mean, this is a case where I think... Technically, of course, it would be illegal for the place to serve you, and therefore Mm. if the uh, bouncer, for example, is being over-fastidious, then uh, he, for it will be inevitably a he, uh, would Mm. be well within his rights to uh, chuck you out to the curb like a piece of dirt. However... Uh, It seems unlikely that the uh, county sheriff will be standing there with his notepad. uh, And a truncheon
0: gently tapping it against his arm, (laughs) waiting for a nearly 18-year-old head to whop with it.
1: And also the fact that you're actually out for your 18th. I mean, if you wear a big one of those stupid badges that says 18 today and you've got the balloon, I know technically you're not, but so fact, you shouldn't
0: wear the badge
1: but, but if you're with a lot of older people <laughs> mm. You're going to see your older brother and his friends are older And you're the youngest person there The rest yeah. of them have got ID And you're 18 that day, effectively yeah. I can't imagine in most places in the UK That they're going to turn down your custom
0: Maybe in over 25s bars they would
1: Oh yeah, don't go to all bar 1
0: uh, What's the age limit of all bar 1?
1: 21 there, famously. 21, yeah. all
0: bar under 21s
1: Talking of evading the long arm of the law Here's a, a question from Elliot Who says uh I was watching the hit nineties film The Fugitive the other night. It
0: is on a lot
1: on television. It's quite long, isn't it? So if it's you're good, gonna though. buy Oh it's very good, yeah. yeah. Well I say very good.
0: 90-odd percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Ollie. That means it is good, whether you care
1: or not. It's a good story. It's a well made phone. It's film. not People a rubbish story about it. a one-armed robber.
0: No, it's How not about that at all. How is that? It's not about that.
1: It is effectively about
0: no, that. No, it's about a man who has been wrongly accused of something. It's like the
1: man in the Iron Mask for our era.
0: Also, it was a real-life event, so... Was it? Yeah, it was based on a true case.
1: I didn't know that. I thought it was just based on a chintzy 60s TV show. No, it was based
0: on a real doctor called Sam Shepard, who uh, actually spent uh, about 10 years in prison for the crime before being exonerated, and later became a professional wrestler called The Killer, which, to my mind, if you're innocent of a crime, is probably (laughs) a bit too much like OJ writing If I Did It. Yeah. It's not tactful.
1: Mm. Elliot says, "Uh, I was watching The Fugitive the other night, and I noticed when Harrison Ford was on the run, That would be most of the film then. Mm. Uh, He broke (laughs) several laws. Uh, For example, stealing an ambulance, uh, holding a policeman at gunpoint. Naughty. uh, Evading the law. Very naughty. That's a bit of a general one, isn't it, in this very specific list? Well,
0: they broke the law by putting him in an unsafe bus. Uh, (laughs)
1: uh, Trespassing and such other things.
0: Hiding in a drain jumping down a dam, all is, these other naughty is things. Is hiding in a
1: drain illegal, do you think? I mean, if your own safety, obviously not best advised, but... It's uh, the 1972 hobo act. <laughs> uh, although at the end of the film, Elliot continues, he is proven innocent. Well,
0: not in a court of law. I mean, they have found... A convincing alternative, yes. but he has not been exonerated officially. Yeah, so absolutely. if caught, he would have to go back to prison this, until that had happened. This
1: is the thing. You don't see those extra scenes because it's boring. it would be anticlimactic, wouldn't yes. it? Uh, but you're right. It ends at the point in which the audience know that the world will find him innocent, but we don't actually see that happen.
0: Uh, well, you see Tommy Lee Jones registering it and you think he's in good hands now. Leave it to Tommy Lee Jones to sort it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a happily ever after type ending, isn't it? Mm,
0: but not really. When you think about how little compensation he will get and how his life's ruined anyway and he's still lost his wife. Well, this is,
1: this is the same thing with fairy tales, isn't it? Miserable. When you think, oh, Cinderella's going to have post-traumatic flashback about this for the rest of her life. But at the same time, you know, the general overarching story is she's now with the prince.
2: Mm-hmm. In
1: that way. Elliot continues, uh, nonetheless, he, he has still committed a lot of crime. So, presumably, these actions have no repercussions. Well,
0: we don't know. We don't see the rest. They didn't make a direct sequel.
1: Well, Helen, answer me this. If an innocent person falsely convicted did escape and was then proven innocent, (laughs) would he have to pay for any of the crime he committed when he was on run from the law?
0: Officially, yes. Yes,
1: of course. But it depends what the crime is.
0: In reality, probably, if the crimes you committed on the run were minor, then you might have already served enough time anyway to uh, compensate for those crimes.
2: There's a sort of politics of it uh, as well, aren't there? It's that if it had been due to a gross miscarriage of justice as um, Dr Richard Kimball had uh, had suffered at the hands of the police department and and the legal system, it would be very imprudent for them to throw the the book at him because it would look very bad for them.
0: Yeah, well, this is the thing. He is a doctor, played by Harrison Ford, so society is going to think upstanding member of society. I'd imagine if he looked a bit down and out and he'd done some crimes whilst proving his own innocence they would be like, yeah, send him back in for a couple of years, though, for breaking that lady's flower pots.
1: It is very interesting the extent to which, actually, if it was a working-class character, even the audience might not feel instinctively that he's innocent like you. I mean, there's some question mark over it, isn't there, throughout the film, like, we're well, not sure. Yeah. But well, you sort of know in your heart, of course he's innocent.
0: Well, I think also, if they'd gone with some of the other choices for Richard Kimball, there might be more ambiguity, because apparently the first choice was Alec Baldwin. And think back to Alec oh. Baldwin before he was Jack Donaghy. Malice. Yeah, sort of shifty. He wouldn't necessarily believe that he was this paragon that would never kill his wife and had been framed horribly. They also apparently considered Michael Douglas,
2: oh, which would have yes. been
0: awful. Everyone would have been quite glad that he'd been put in prison incorrectly so he wasn't creeping out the rest of the world with his low-cut v neck
1: If you've got a question, for a question from gordon from harringay green lanes specifying the uh, district and the name of the road there
0: that's a really long road though
1: uh he says i saw a man today well done gordon
0: in (laughs) (laughs) harringay province of ladies
1: uh dressed again a surprise (laughs) Uh, in full tweed I bet it wasn't full tweed Not the underpants Balaclava Socks (laughs) Actually, I've got tweed gloves
0: And like Venom in Spider-Man It's creeping up your body In case you're entirely in tweed
1: Uh, Forever 21, men If you want to get your own uh, tweed gloves Like Ollie Man Um, Yeah,
0: I don't want the the biblical stuff though
1: You're not a man Um, Anyway (laughs) uh, Yes, I I saw a man today Dressed in full tweed Smoking A pipe Yeah It's a question of pipes Oh uh, he was about 45 uh, So didn't look entirely ridiculous I mean not as ridiculous as he'd be If he was in his 20s I wasn't in Dalston
0: It's important to make that distinction
1: It is I think whenever one isn't in Dalston It's important to celebrate the fact that one is not in Dalston uh, He continues You never seem to see people smoking pipes these days What about
0: Pete Doherty? Yeah.
1: What about the guy that you just saw Gordon? Come on you just mentioned it
0: What's, What conception of never do you really have? <laughs> uh the special Dalston adjacent one of course um, <laughs>
1: But I'm sure, he says, I remember more people smoking them when I was growing up in the 80s. Well,
0: I remember more people having massive perms it was the 80s
1: and well actually smoking generally of
0: course
1: mm. I mean you know the 80s that was when smokers were treated as par for the course as gods yeah <laughs> no but something no, it's true something you wouldn't chuck out of bed rather than pox ridden vermin who have to be uh, delegated to shelters to do their business
0: well that is strong terms but I understand your point in the 80s there, there was a lot of smoking advertising and you could do it indoors you could do it in restaurants now you're a pariah uh,
1: so Helen answer me this when did pipe smoking lose its popularity Mm -hmm. Probably before the 80s, I'd say Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you must be a contemporary pipe smoker uh, At what age do you think it's acceptable To make that transition From cigarettes to the pipe
0: what if you don't even smoke cigarettes you just go straight to pipe
1: No, I don't think anyone's ever done that and I'll tell you why because most people get into smoking when they're early teenagers and no one no one <laughs> around the back of the bike shed has passed around a pipe
0: I know who would have done though our friend Alex uh, star of many jingles in answer me this who doesn't smoke does not care for smoking
1: but he's basically an old man trapped in a young yeah, man's body and he
0: bought a pipe in his early 20s just to suck on
1: really so
0: he wasn't willing to smoke out of it, but I think if he was going to smoke at all it would have been the pipe Hmm. I assume, though, that the he specifically means at what age is it acceptable not to do ironic-looking pipe smoking? At what age does it look like you're just smoking the pipe and not that you're looking to be seen to be smoking the pipe?
1: Okay, I, I think the answer to that is that no one, no one in our generation will ever look like that because I, because we've grown up in a world where smoking is so chastised. Mm. I can't think that we'll get to a stage where even when we're 80, if you see someone who's one of our contemporary smoking, you wouldn't think they were posing.
0: Well, I don't think we have grown up in that age. I think we're adults in that age, but I think there is a generation that has grown up in an age where smoking is chastised and they might take up the pipe to distance themselves from what they consider old fogies to do, which is smoking cigarettes. And I wonder whether that's why pipe smoking fell out of favour in the 60s and 70s because those were decades of uh throwing out social conventions and people rebelling against the expectation that they would become like their parents and so they saw the older generation pipe smoking and were like no we're not going to do that i think at the time as well there were a lot of health scares about pipe smoking so that probably had something to do with it too
1: well it's very interesting with pipes how it kind of goes in and out of being an establishment thing in that mm. way as well like harold wilson right he's probably the most famous pipe smoker we've oh. ever had
0: No, what about Gandalf?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) But apart from that, um, I think uh, Harold Wilson started smoking a pipe, apparently as a sort of spin thing, to look more working class.
0: Really? Because as a
1: Labour Prime Minister, there was a feeling that he was a bit posh.
0: Didn't have any ferrets on him.
1: Um, Even though he was, like, properly northern and everything... Uh, and there then, are posh northerners Yeah there are But still you wouldn't think That, that, that posh people would think he was posh But anyway he, But, he, but he, now pipes are posh Well that's what I mean But I wonder if Harold Wilson Is the reason that pipes are now posh Like, you know, once the Prime Minister starts smoking a pipe, it then can't be cool, can it? Or Sherlock Holmes. It's like when uh, Gordon Brown said he listened to the Arctic Monkeys or whatever.
0: (laughs) Ruining their careers. (laughs) Yeah. Also, apparently pipe smoking is coming back again, at least in America, where because uh, there are increased federal taxes on cigarettes and rolling tobacco, but not on pipe tobacco, apparently uh, sales have risen nearly 1,000% in Uh, since about 2008.
1: That's not a cool reason to do anything, is it, because of tax? This is
2: Graham from Falkirk. Helen and Ollie
1: answered me this.
2: Why do the countries of the UK have their current names? I mean, I can understand why England was Angleland, the land of the Angles. But so where does Scotland come from, and Wales, and Ireland? Um, I mean, were the Irish really
1: just very grumpy? And,
0: Irate. It's not because they were uh, irate.
1: I wrote a poem called "Irate" when I was um, about eighteen.
0: Was it about Irish people?
1: Uh, it was. It was kind of written in text speak.
0: Oh no, went, that was quite ahead of its time. Oh yeah,
1: everything I do is ahead of its time. Sure, um, you'll see in ten years time, everyone will want to start a podcast.
0: Apart from your attitudes to gender politics.
1: Um, it went. Um, why are you for me?
0: Was this for anybody in particular Or just out of your own head for fun
1: See if you can guess from the second sentence Okay. Since you are my ex And then I think it went You want to be together Mm -hmm. And be my one For ever Quite good so far
0: Well I wouldn't say that And then
1: then it got a bit shit after that It went I don't envy that Which no one ever uses that in abbreviation Envy for envy
0: NV. NV. I do, N-V I don't envy that
1: That's a good uh, contraction of two letters um, And then I'll give it to you straight As in S-T-R-8 mm-hmm. You've made me quite I-R-8 I-R-8
0: Did you ever <laughs> give it to the lady who inspired it?
1: Uh, I published it in the school magazine <laughs>
0: Wow Did it cause ripples uh, Amongst no. the literary community of from Because it was written in text
1: speak Of course it didn't
0: Well it was very ahead of its time You are like e. e. Cummings of St Christopher's <laughs>
1: Anyway, just reminds me of the word IRH, you don't hear it very often, do you? And you certainly don't see it abbreviated to IRH, not even with the real IRA or anything.
0: Yeah, I think that might be a bit flippant, really, given the message of the real
1: IRA. I don't know, make it very clear how angry they were, wouldn't it?
0: Well, maybe they could uh, approach...
1: (laughs) With the splinter group IRA.
0: If they're looking for an official poet in residence, they can approach you. I think
1: I'm the obvious choice, really.
0: But anyway, this has been a really lengthy uh, sideshow because the name Ireland has nothing to do at all with the word irate, which is from Latin for anger, whereas the ire in Ireland is uh, from the goddess Eerie. Not sure I'm even pronouncing that right. Eerie? Eerie, Eeru e- ir-
1: Eerie, How's it spelled?
0: E-R-I-U.
1: Okay. What's she the goddess of? Ireland. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so like air, like they say yes. it now. Yep. Okay, so she's probably called air, isn't she? Yeah, probably. It's a shame because it would be funnier if it was Irie. Yeah, it's that's that's not one. very Irish, is it?
0: But Scotland is, from a Latin word, uh, Scotty, which was the Roman name for Irish Gaelic warlords, confusingly. And then uh, in the Middle Ages, it came to mean specifically... Uh, People in Scotland, rather than from anywhere else. Hmm. That's odd, isn't it? And before that, Scotland was Caledonia, after the Caledonian tribes.
1: Caledonia's a brilliant name, isn't it? Yeah, That nice. sounds very Middle-earth.
0: Apparently there's a bit of contention, though, about which Scots are allowed to call themselves Scots, because if they don't have Gaelic heritage, then they don't get to be Scots. If they're not Irish warlords, they're not coming in.
1: This is the kind of discussion they're going to have if they ever get independence, isn't oi, it? Oi, oi. That'll go on forever.
0: Uh. Mm. Anyway, Wales, uh, that's from a Germanic word, uh, which uh, was used by the Anglo-Saxons to mean foreigners or outsiders. So
2: you've got three things. You've got one of which means foreigner, to represent the Welsh. One of which is named after a goddess, so that kind of makes sense. And then the Scots are basically named after Irish
1: people. The Romans were like a phenomenally ignorant people. Why don't they just call all, everywhere places we've invaded? I see so you build a road. What you yeah. mean phenomenally ignorant? They did lots of good things. Well, like, you can be an engineer and still not have the slightest clue about the people that you can conquer. So you're, oh. you're, you're sort of seeing them as kind of expert architects who had a copy of The Star rolled up in their back pocket.
0: What do you do when you want to? Drown out your incessant interior monologue. Sing opera loudly, try pneumatic drilling, or bash your head against a log.
1: Or go to answermethispodcast.com slash audible and get a free trial. To download Miranda Hart or Louis Room or Hunger Games or Jeremy Kyle. That sounds preferable. It certainly is preferable In fact it's even Slightly better than that Isn't it Helen it's Oh even, I'd even say slightly better Than bashing your head Against the log Absolutely
0: shitloads better Ollie I think, <laughs> I think Anything where you get Free stuff And we get free money Is brilliant Yeah
1: we're literally Quids in So uh, yeah. yes If you haven't got Your free audio book yet Why haven't you You're an idiot
0: You're an idiot Because there are Tens of thousands To choose from And if you don't Even like reading You don't have to do any Once you've chosen the book Because someone else Is doing that for you Yeah someone
1: with A beautiful voice In many cases yeah. Like Roger Allen.
0: Yes, or Rob Lowe in the book that I've got that I'm uh, saving up for my uh, trip. He's going to be talking about his scandalous life in the 80s and 90s oh, in okay. the Brat Pack.
1: It's, it's not him reading A Brief History of Time then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the good thing about Audible, isn't it? You can get memoirs from people in their own voices. So if someone has a nice voice that you like anyway... Uh, actually, David Mitchell's backstory is one that I want to listen to because... It's his autobiography, mm. which he's, he's sort of used the framework device of him going on walks around London.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um,
1: and actually, that's when I listen to audiobooks, is when yeah. I'm walking around London. That's so I perfect. think that will be a bit meta.
0: Be like a lovely guide. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be listening to, though. And it's not because the quality is bad, because I cannot vouch for it. But it is the unabridged version of Les Miserables, which runs to 57 hours. Ooh.
1: So if some of you are really missing us during our break, you can oh. basically fill the whole two weeks with just that.
0: That is that is one and a half working weeks. There's a lot
1: of. I, I mean, I've never read Le Mis, so no, maybe I, I should get about it. Maybe that is a way just to absorb it by osmosis. No, no, just read the Wikipedia summary. No, I would. I just can't imagine what detail there is there.
0: The barricades had some broken chairs on and a bit of fence and a door, and then some more chairs and a rat so and a some list. sewage. Just a I'm big guessing, list of what made up the barricades. I don't know yeah. what he meant.
1: I think that's pretty much how all classic novels work, isn't it? Just a big list.
0: But if you want, you could get the 12-hour abridged version, but I don't believe it has any songs in it.
1: (laughs) Anyway, whatever you want, whether it's a classic novel or a a comedy concert or something from Radio 4. A
0: comedy concert? Yeah, Like Flanders and Swan? No.
1: (laughs) You know, a stand-up gig. You you can get, for example, I don't know, Dara O'Brien or whatever. You get an hour of their stand-up off Audible.
0: Wonderful. And uh, the link, of course, is com slash Audible. Here is a question from Barry, who says... Ollie, answer me this. What is the purpose of having to deposit 20 pence when using a locker at the gym or the swimming pool?
1: So that I can go around after my swim checking all the lockers for the people that have left the money in there, obviously. And how
0: much do you usually earn from that?
1: Enough for a free packet of Watsits for the drive home. Mm,
0: that's about three really? 20 pences. <laughs> Barry says, I assume it is to stop people stealing the locker keys, mm. but would 20 pence really act as a
1: deterrent? Well, yes, if you're poor. I mean, you know, leisure centres are for everyone, aren't they?
0: I would bend down to pick up a 20 pence off the street, but not a tuppence. Exactly. And why would people even want to steal a locker key? Well,
1: so they have access to a locker. Good point. From your point of view, Barry, that might not seem relevant, but if you owned a gym, again, that's part of your property, isn't it? You don't want to be leasing it out to people without permission.
0: I assume that before they went to all the trouble of developing 20 pence powered lockers and also installing them in
1: massive numbers... This was a problem that needed solving.
0: Yeah. Barry continues, Why isn't the 20 pence index linked the amount is unchanged over the last few decades
1: he's right on that point actually mm-hmm.
0: well this must be a post decimalisation move but then probably so are lockers that lock in sure. swimming pools but cause... even in
1: the last like 10 years i mean you know you've got houses that were 30 grand in the seventies yeah. that are now three hundred grand. So it should mm. be a two pound coin now, shouldn't well, it really? The,
0: the price for a parking space in Kensington, a locker probably is eighty grand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, I think you are missing one of the key points here, if I can make that pun, Barry, which I just have. Uh, <sighs> which is that it's not so much about stealing the key or even stealing the locker space, it's about not using more locker space than you need. Yeah. You know, it's it's inconvenient, isn't it, to find that twenty pence. It's a bit irritating it's unlikely that you're going to have more than two or three of those 20 pence pieces in your pocket. So worst case scenario, you're going to be hogging three lockers at the gym. Surely
2: the real reason is that if you didn't have that sort of deposit system that you just go, oh, that's good, I'll keep my key, and next time I come to the swimming
1: pool, yeah, I'll yeah. use the same locker. Yeah. Which means that there wouldn't be enough lockers for everybody. Or Some what? of it probably operates on guilt, doesn't it? It's the it's the psychology of I, this is worth something to someone. Yeah,
0: And also just makes you not forget.
1: Yeah, but it's the same with the shopping trolleys, isn't it? Like The shopping trolleys actually, we all know, are worth hundreds of pounds. Putting a pound into it, really... I mean, actually, it's fine. If you steal the shopping trolley, you've got more than a pound's worth of stuff there that you've nicked. But it's just the fact that you want your pound back. Here is a
0: question from Chris from Lewis. Uh, And Ollie, you said earlier this series that you're kind of in the mood to launch a new business venture. So maybe you and Chris from Lewis... Could go in business together.
1: No, I'm not interested in splitting it, Helen.
0: Well, he's not either, Ollie. His question is about things that should not be split. He says, Ollie, answer me this. Why has nobody invented combined butter and spread, e.g. butter and jam? It would make it much quicker to spread toast because that takes hours. Yeah, it would
1: make it roughly twice as quick, wouldn't it?
0: Maybe. Well, you don't need one knife, so you're saving knife-washing time. Mm. It would take the guesswork out of getting the correct portions for the two. No, it wouldn't, because the guesswork would be at the factory. Some people prefer more jam, some less, Chris. You see the problems already. I haven't even reached the end of your email.
1: You're sacrificing choice for convenience.
0: It would save two knives and the risk of getting some of one thing into the other thing, e.g. bits of butter in the jam jar.
1: Yeah, and think about what happens when bits of butter get into the jam jar, and I think you can unpick the answer to this question immediately. I mean, what you'd have is butter that needs to be refrigerated being mixed with jam that can be kept out of the fridge in a long life packet.
0: And butter that you can only use for jam things yeah. rather than butter that you can use for cooking or for savoury spreads. You see the problems.
2: There's a fundamental thing that's missing as well. When you've got really nice hot toast, yes. fresh out the toaster, oh. you want to melt and apply the that butter, bit yeah. of butter yeah, uh, and you want to put that on first so all of the heat of the toast goes into melting the butter. The jam, you, don't, you don't need the jam to be hot. Mm. Whereas if you have the two together... The heat is going into both of them. You're you're not going to melt the butter as effectively and you're going to heat the jam up, which is point.
0: Can you see this nightmare scenario that you've created, Chris? Think
2: of the specific heat capacity, Chris.
0: How many social networks are you on? Vivo, Friendster, you Porn. MySpace, Ping and Google
1: Buzz. If you want to be our... I'll go to this URL, facebook.com slash answer me this or twitter.com slash Helen
0: and Dolly but please don't follow us
1: in real life Time for a question from Ellie and Sam from Portsmouth who say, Helen, answer me this. Why are chopsticks called chopsticks? You can't chop with them.
0: You can't stick with them either. They're nothing like pritt stick, are they?
1: You can stick with them, or you can keep on using the same pair for years. That's true. But you still can't chop with them, Martin. They're more spears than sticks, I'd say.
0: Well, that's the Japanese ones that are fine to a point, whereas the Chinese uh, terminate in a blunt end. Oh, that's true, yeah. So they'd be quite a bad spear, but I suppose they like could mini be... many
1: logs, rather.
0: Yeah, like a tiny cudgel, mm. or a little baseball bat.
1: But anyway, the chop bit...
0: Is, it just means quick, because chopsticks, roughly ah, translated yeah. from Chinese, was quick bamboo. Chop, chop. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It was from uh Pigeon English that grew up between the you know the English and the Chinese traders. I
1: thought it might be a translation thing because let's yeah. be honest, Mandarin to English, that's quite tricky, isn't it?
0: A lot of things can go wrong there, as anybody who has read a Chinese menu knows. Yeah, or any, can... anyone
1: who's been on the internet and looked at funny foreign pictures can assess.
0: Oh, this menu says bum on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though... Shit pig and noodles, hardy
1: Even though they've translated perfectly adequately five hundred other words.
0: Yes. And uh although I do find it funny, I also think how much Chinese can I translate? precisely none so they've done a good
1: job yeah but then again you know it is a perfectly reasonable response and you would too if you were in china and you saw a menu and it said auntie fanny's fanny pack on it yes you would you would take a picture it's the the obvious thing to
0: do (laughs) well here's another question of chinese food would you believe i would i suppose you're a very credulous person Uh, it's from bobby in dagenham who says I recently moved to Scotland, where I have experienced culture shock par excellence. Everyone speaks French here. (laughs) One thing that makes no sense is the complete absence of sweet and sour pork balls in Chinese takeaways. Now, I've
1: heard a lot about Scottish fast food, but I've never heard anyone say, why don't they have more of it?
0: Why can't they deep fry more things in
1: batter? (laughs) Exactly. Is this, can this really be true?
0: Well, Bobby says, I've sought out over two dozen such emporiums. Wow, in...
1: that is a good sample size. Yeah, that
0: is good. And yeah. none of them offer this MSG high, sticky, fatty oriental staple. Even though you can't get the pork balls, in 90% of cases, you can get chicken Maryland, of all things, over the border in Carlisle.
1: Wow, Bobby's really done a lot of research. Yeah.
0: The menu is identical to what we had in Dagenham. Because Carlisle being in England, yes. the pork balls are restored. So, Ollie, answer me this... Is there some restriction in Scotland on pork balls?
1: Uh, that seems unlikely to me.
0: It does, because they do love batter. And that is essentially a ball of batter.
1: Well, actually, that's the thing, isn't it? It might not be so much that there's a restriction, but that cultural mm. appetites are such that if you can get battered ah. things at other fast food takeaways...
0: Get the haggis.
1: Exactly. Yeah. When you go for the Chinese, you want something different. You don't want something that tastes like fish and chips, but with pork in it.
0: You want something exotic, like fish and chips with rice.
1: So, listeners, if uh, you have any idea why this may be the case, and we have to take Bobby's word for it, we have not done our uh, our research in Scotland... It's the end of the series. I just couldn't really be bothered. Well, that's why we're taking a break, isn't it? So we can go to Scotland... and. Check every fast yes. food outlet to see whether they yes. have sweet and sour pork balls. I'm
0: cancelling South by Southwest and I'm going to Scotland. and going to every <laughs> takeaway and surveying them. Uh, I if- mean, I haven't done a proper survey of all of Britain to find out whether it's possible that you know, maybe 60% of Chinese takeaways don't have port
1: balls in. I've never seen one without, but maybe it is the case that only Dagenham and London have them. You're right, I haven't really done a full research. I don't search. look for them because I don't like them. Yeah, well, uh, either that or perhaps you are a Scottish person who knows a local Chinese takeaway yeah. that we could connect Bobby with. Perhaps we could recommend to them a particular Chinese restaurant if there's hey, one near you.
0: If Bobby needs them so badly, Bobby should learn how to make them. Well, anyway, listeners, I'm afraid uh, this is it for this series of Answer Me This, but please, 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 please send us questions for the new series and you can get in touch via email and via phone And via Skype. All of our contact details are on our website. AnswerMeThisPodcast.com
1: That's right, we are back on Thursday the 28th of March. In the meantime, you will also find on that website uh, our first 120 episodes that you can buy uh, on iTunes or through PayPal. You will find links to Twitter and Facebook and you will also, of course, find the links to our Audible promotion so that you can get yourself that free audiobook and give us some money for our holiday as well.
0: You call it a holiday. It's a research trip into the pork balls.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Really...
0: How could you forget so quickly? Sorry,
1: forgive me. Yeah,
0: I've already lined up a lot of interviews.
1: Very important scientific research, Helen.
0: And if you want something uh, as well as speech, maybe some beautiful music, perhaps you could get Martin's album.
1: Yeah, uh, it's called The City of Golden
2: Lead uh, And it's uh, you can download it For a pay-what-you-want price Which means
1: for free, if you like
0: And that's from com.
1: Yes, highly recommend that And also, in the few weeks that we are away You can also hear our voices every week On the Let's Talk About Tech podcast from the BBC. Uh, so make a point of subscribing to that as well if you like to hear us talk about internet things. Uh, and we will be back on your internet device uh, on the 28th of March. Yay! See you then.
2: Bye! Bye.